Hey, this is Jason Cass once again, back with Agents Influence Podcast, uh, Conversations with Jason Cass. Greatly appreciate you taking your time to listen. You're really, really, really going to enjoy this week's podcast. I'm telling you what, it's coming from Big uh, Wig Month again, um, and it was supposed to be just one month, but we're going to extend it into the second month of January because we've had so many executives. I, d- I thought that I would ask probably eight or nine, and I'd probably get three, four, five that couldn't do it or didn't want to do it, but actually everybody we've asked has wanted to do it. So that just shows that they're committed, they want you to get better. They want us to get better, and they want to drive this industry forward, and we appreciate that. Um, so today on the on the show, we're going to be having the uh, director of marketing for the Northwest Territories or Northwest Region for Safeco Insurance. Now, this guy understands what's going on, and I understand you hear me saying that a lot, but you're going to feel it when you talk when you listen to this guy, because yeah, because Chuck has a way of talking, and he'll give you the reason why he can speak to the agent on the agent's level. That's a little thing that he talks about right at the beginning but chuck gives the most practical ways that you can improve and of the 900 i believe is what he said agents the agencies that he is in charge of through safeco he's done studies with them and he's going to give you the results these results will blow you of my away of the averages and what the top 25 percent are doing and what the bottom 25 percent are doing and what is the good and the bad and you're just absolutely going to love it so i know you're going to um be sure to let me know your comments let me know your thoughts on the if you're listening um on on the the computer right now make sure you just go up to the top right click the little envelope send me an email tell me your thoughts tell me your ideas and i'm going to tell the world what you had to say that's our motto around here because we want to take your voice and we want to amplify it to the rest of the world and to the rest of this uh, industry now i want to also just before we jump into the podcast want to say thank you thank you thank you very much for all the comments that we've got in the past also want to let you know that we are on itunes um, we are on stitcher so those are some very great ways. If you're on the Droid, you're going to need to listen through Stitcher. If you're over on the iPhone, uh, you're going to maybe use iTunes, but you can use Stitcher for both, but you just can't use iTunes for Droid because it's that that proprietary thing that Apple has going on, which is why I'm a Droid lover. Woo! Go Google! But anyways, another topic, another time. So I just appreciate you um, going out there and listening to us through all the ways that we're trying to give it to you, and we greatly appreciate your support. Just want to also remind you that Agents Influence is a free um, service to all agents. It is owned and operated and paid for by the Grow Program. Be sure to check out growprogram.com. That's our website where you can find out about all the things that we do. Bottom line, what we're trying to do is give the independent insurance agent the confidence that they need to market their agency, operate their agency with the new technologies and tools that are out there. We believe that from learning from other agents, you can learn the best and the quickest ways and so that's what we've done we've collected those agents into one community and we bring them directly to you and you can be part of the community so we can learn from you this has been jason cass with agents influence podcast please enjoy the podcast as here it comes we're out Hey, this is Jason Cass with agentsinfluence.com once again, uh, coming back with a podcast. And uh, today on the podcast, we are going to have 
uh, Chuck Blondino, which is from Safeco Insurance. Um, Chuck was someone that I had originally reached out to uh, when I wanted to do this series. Chuck and I have known each other uh, for a couple years now, but um, I really, I've listened to Chuck speak many times. I sat on a, a presentation panel with him when I think we were in Louisville, Kentucky, and we... Um, I just like the some of the stuff he does, and I like him and the way that he communicates with agents. We'll talk about that a little bit more. But let's welcome to the podcast um, Chuck Blondino. How are you doing, sir? Great, Jason. Great to be with you. It is, and, and I appreciate you uh, coming. You know, and, and Chuck, one thing that I, I've said before, and I'll say again, sometimes a lot of the company execs have a hard time, um, or company people all, all together, have a hard time sometimes relating to what we're doing and understanding in the insurance agency side and just not to beat up the companies because I think the agents have a very much hard time in understanding what the companies are going through as well to try and make this whole insurance industry rock. But you're special in the fact that you kind of understand both sides and you kind of have a bridge. Um, and you tell me there's a reason why you have that. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your past and, and uh, who you are and what you're doing now? Sure. It's uh, uh, I'm 20 years at Safeco Insurance uh, this year, and um, m my history is uh, commercial insurance background and sales manager for commercial and personal, and then the last five years as personal lines only marketing director. And during that time, I've spent all of my uh, efforts in trying to figure out how do I help agents grow organically. But, Jason, it's been... <laughs> uh, uh, almost 30 years now. It has been 30 years. I ran my own carpet dyeing and cleaning company uh, oh, wow. where I would do fire and flood restoration and um, um, took a, um, an, ag a, an agency, a, um, uh, this franchise, and grew it from scratch to six trucks in 18 months. Wow. And I know how hard it is to go out and get the business for for every individual account that you land, how much you care about it, and uh, how hard it is to lose them. Um, and um, following that experience, I sold the franchise and worked as a marketing director and helped 104 uh, franchises uh, by phone grow. And, you know, it was as, at times uh, technical, at times marriage counselor, at times goal-setting coach, <laughs> and uh, one of the funnest jobs I've had. And now I find myself in a position where I get to work with 900 agencies in the Northwest region that are a part of Safeco Insurance, and we have a great time learning how to grow together. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, I didn't know that, and that explains a lot of that, Chuck. So what exactly what did you say the business was? Was it just restoration? What was the business you did? Uh, yeah, we would change the color of carpets. Um, we, um, again, Jason, this is back in the 1980s. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Chuck, wait a minute. Color, so, so that's what you said. You said color, a uh, carpet color dye, dyeing company or something? Yeah, yeah. I took a lot of mauve, uh, not mauve, but, uh, uh, like olive green shag and gold carpets to rust and helped a lot of apartment complexes extend the, the use of their, their carpets. But we did fire and flood restoration as well as, cleaning furniture and drapes as well as carpet stuff. Chuck, I didn't even work. know that was possible. I didn't know there was a company out there that would change the colors of your carpets. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow, <laughs> Not I, many do it today. There are still a few, though. 
if you're a listener out there, I know you're with me. You probably didn't know that. I mean, you really <laughs> didn't. I mean, that's pretty crazy. I did not know there was such a thing. So, okay, so that gives you the connection then. I mean, you've been there. You've done it. It may have been at a different time in history, but some of the principles of developing your business are probably pretty much all the same. I, I agree. Um, yeah. Um, uh, I, I guess you'd say the same, but, but uh, it's so, the world is so much more technologically advanced, but it's still all about connecting with people, and that, that's what you'll hear me continue to, to harp on. So let me ask you a question. Uh, started it off here. I'm going to surprise you with a question I did not tell you that I w- or did not put in the email that I was going to ask. Um, this is uh, a question I like to ask: Is are you an iPhone or a Droid user? <laughs> it's iPhone today. <laughs> Less than a year ago, it was BlackBerry, but it's an iPhone today. Oh, okay, okay. Well, at least you moved from the BlackBerry. I'm an avid Droid user. I won't go on because the listeners are tired of me talking about it. It's just an ongoing thing that me and my buddies and and listeners have going on is which one's better. They're both great, but you know, you know as well as I do. If you've chosen one, yours is the best. So I've got some um, friends me, with good droids. And then the the next question to follow up on that is tell me about the last uh app that you've downloaded on your iPhone. <laughs> okay, if it's really the last one I downloaded, it's Plants vs. Zombies Two. Plants vs. Zombie. Wow. Okay. Okay. So I assume that's not something that probably helps you write more business, or you know, it's just probably this is something because you fly a lot. So I'm assuming this is something to help pass the time. Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. Interesting. Definitely I'll ask my. I'll, I'll I'll have to look at that myself and and see if that. Uh, that's out there. Well, that's interesting. Awesome. Okay. We always hear about yep. these real cool ones, you know, and this is obviously a gaming one, which is pretty cool as well because that's what we do. I'm a gamer. I still play PlayStation 3 and now PlayStation 4. My son got one for um, for Christmas. And you know, it's a good point. I don't know if he got a PlayStation 4 for Christmas or if I bought it for myself and just said it's his. There I don't you know, go. Chuck. It's one of those two. <laughs> But uh, when, exactly. when, you, when you rule the roost and make the money, you get to call the shots. So that's the way that I, I do I'd that. like to... I'd like to tell you that it was, you know, how to grow the fastest agency, in, you know, or whatever it is, some nice business app, but that's the last one you asked. The, 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 the truth is what matters. Okay, so go. the first question that we have coming in from the, uh, from the agents out there, uh, not the agents, from the listeners, is what do you see the future small and medium-sized agencies looking like? Um, you know, not only do they look like, but look, let us tell us what they look like in the ways of technology and doing business. And and then and then I know this is many questions, but will there just be large agencies getting larger and smaller getting smaller? What is your take on the future of the independent insurance agencies? Well, I, uh, I sure are a lot of opinions out there about this one, and I. I'm really bullish on the future of small and medium-sized agencies. You know, Safeco only sells personal lines, and we only sell through independent agents. And I think that's a great bet. Um, Darn right. um, When we look at um, what's happening with large agencies, you know, the larger getting larger, okay, that's true. But they're getting larger through purchases. They're not getting larger through organic growth. And every time someone buys an agency, um, they grow, but the book that they purchased shrinks because you never retain 100%. I mean, that's just simple yep. math, right? Yep. So, so they, they, they grow and shrink a little, grow and shrink a little. Keep, so, but what we'd love to see is trying to find the help, a way to help those giant agencies 
grow organically because I see so much organic growth, and I know we'll end up talking about that today. But let's get back to the small and medium. What does the future look like for them? Well, it's more mobile, more texting, more video, uh, more new tools to interact faster coming from carriers, and all of it's happening right now. New things are being developed to make the world an easier place to transact business that we haven't even seen yet. But um, as technology grows, as we get more high-tech, I'm a big believer in um, the John Naisbitt book, uh, Megatrends, in, in the comment that he had in there about as the more high-tech we get, the more high-touch will be desired. And that's where the explosion of social media has come from, not just Facebook and YouTube, but Instagram and Pinterest, which are even uh, uh, Facebook and, and YouTube are great ways to connect, but you, you're, you're really seeing the explosion come in, in really um, things that individuals enjoy that, where they connect with other individuals, people that have similar interests where we see things that inspire us. And, and, and so when, when you're writing a large commercial policy, you're going up against Almost 100. The larger the account, the more likely it is that it's being held by a um, an independent agent, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Whereas in personal lines, you've got only 32% of the market, and you've got this huge opportunity that's out there. But if you're in 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 commercial, you know, if, 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 if the producer's got to kind of drop the ball to create an opening, where the new producer wants to come in and take that account away. And, and hopefully you're bringing something new to the table, a, a new tool that's, that someone may have developed. But let's say there's three guys all knocking on the door of that account. And the old producer is definitely out. They've made some grave mistake, and, and they're out. But three new guys are coming. And the three new guys are all bringing the same tool. It, it, it still boils down to who do I connect with the best. I and, agree. And, and, and that... that Personal connection is what is critical in throughout all the sales. So um, I just say that to, to say the connection, the one-to-one connection is really important, that technology is going to come at us faster and faster and faster, and instead of three months until the next big thing, it's going to be one month, and then before you know it, things will just be developing all the time that, that can help folks. So, But I, I think that um, small folks connect better than large do, and that, that is the biggest advantage. I, uh, Small agencies. I agree. And when we talk about the more high-tech we get, it means that the, the, the more high-touch, that only works to our advantage as independent insurance mm-hmm. agents. Would you not agree? Mm-hmm. Because I do. And Jason, that, go ahead. No, 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 no. Do you, I want to hear what you have to say. This is you. Well, you have a because there, Jason. Well, okay, I did have a because. <laughs> My because is is because it, it, the touches has been proven throughout time that the more times you touch somebody, whether that's taking them out to eat or or taking them to a baseball game or just you know getting personal with them, um, the the touches helps improve our retention um, and our referrals yes. that we can get. And I think technology yes. allows us to do that in ways we've never done before. Let me talk for just a moment on Edelman.com. E D E L M A N. Okay. Okay. Edelman.com has a global trust barometer. Some years they do a U.S. version, um, but for the last four years in this global trust barometer, they've measured 13, 15 different industries. And for four years running, uh, um, uh, sorry, financial services, which includes insurance, 
yep. ranks dead last, right? Trendwatching.com had an article about the, the word flossome, F-L-A-W-S-O-M-E, which is a, a mashup of flawed and awesome. And in there it says that people don't trust those who act as if or pretend to be perfect. And the reason I bring this up now is the larger you get as an organization, the more professional and perfect you appear and become. And um, uh, we're out there protecting people's assets and their financial futures and their families and helping people put together their lives after a crisis. And you want to come across as this this capable person, but what we've lost as an industry is the ability to say, but we're real people too. Yeah. And it gets very hard for folks to relate. Just think of banks. The banking industry is right there with us, mm-hmm. near last, slightly above insurance though. How do we feel about banks? Well, they're a bunch of people in suits and ties that we don't relate to very well. Right. And that's how the, the consumer also views the insurance industry. And Edelman also had a great slide deck called Brand Share, all one word, Brand Share. And in there, it talks about how 90% of consumers want the companies they do business with to share with them, not just uh, comments about product, but about your values and what you believe in, what you stand for, what's your history. They want to know the people in the businesses that they, that they work with. And my goodness, uh, insurance agents are fantastic at putting out insurance tips and safety news that bores people to tears and never sharing a word about themselves. And so that's what we like to focus on as we talk about growth strategy. I hear you. And, you know, you you, you hit on something, Chuck, that I've never told the listeners and I don't think I've ever told you, but it's a very powerful story that I tell at a lot of my presentations. And, And I think it speaks to exactly what you just said. I had a gentleman come up to me, and uh, he said that it is actually the second time that he had heard me speak. And he said to me, he said, it finally made sense, Jason. And I said, really? I said, what, what, what's, what, what made sense? He said, for the last 30 years that I've been in this business, and he says, it's treated me well. And he said, and for since the 70s, he says, I've went to the chamber meetings. I've went to the rotary meetings. I'm part of the optimists. He says, I, I participated in my kids, PTAs. I mean, I was, I was involved in everything. And I would always, you know, not only did I enjoy doing that stuff, he said, but those people were the ones who I was able to relate to the best, who I got mm-hmm. the most referrals from, and I yeah. actually um, wrote pretty much most of them. And the problem with it was, as he said speci- uh, specifically when it comes to uh, my chamber, he said, I would see these people two and three times a month, and there was the same 30, 40, 50, 60 people, whatever. And he said, and I would always come back to my office, and I would say to myself, and sit there and look and stare at the wall and go, I wish there was a way that I could get everybody in this town to know me as good mm-hmm. as those 20 to 60 people know me. Because if I did, exactly. I'd get a ton of referrals from them, I'd, get, I'd write all their business, and they know who, we were, who I was. And he says, and I just hit my head thinking, how can I do this? And he says, and the reason why I've never been more excited to be an insurance agent is because the tools are finally here. He says, I can Mm -hmm. finally get everybody to know me like those people do that I spend time with in my networking. And I was like, and I just kind of hit me, even though it's what I preach. It's like, 
whoa, you know, that, I, I was never in that guy's shoes. I'm only into the shoes I am now, but to sit around for 20, 25 years and, and see this vision and then to see the tools come in a matter of a couple of years, that's got to really be exciting, Chuck. That's got to be exciting. Oh, it is. And, you know? and um, uh, again, we'll, we'll talk about some of these things, but um, it, it, there, I, I can tell you right now there are agents taking advantage of it, and I'll share some numbers with you that just uh, okay. are, well, are really exciting. Yeah, I, I Paul, thank you for allowing me to tell that story because uh, it's... No, uh, that, that's, that, that, I get goosebumps hearing it because that is exactly what I see. It's why I get so excited about the business and the future of the independent agent. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I think that happened this summer, and I just really had never... It takes someone from from a different outlook to to let you see mm -hmm. the the outlook that needs to be seen. So that was great. Let me ask you this: I really don't want to sit on this for a long time because we got some other important stuff. But I will tell you, you are the one of the executives who who actually said that you would be willing to answer this question. I, I take that back. Really? I now I take that back. I take that back. Um, uh, Encompass uh, and did it as well. So, but they were they were one of the few. You guys were. So, give me a short sight because I want to talk about other things. Um, what do you see, or when do you see the hard market? Some people say we're not even in one. Some say we do. But the current market, <laughs> when do you see that kind of balancing out? Do you? Do you never? What's what's your feel, Chuck? Yeah. Well, I, I like this question, but that's the old underwriter in me. When I started in '94. We had the, all the underwriters who were on board at that time were telling me, oh, you've never seen a hard market. A uh, hard market is when you basically get to name your price on commercial insurance, and there were stacks and stacks of policies waiting to be written if an underwriter would simply name their price. That's, and it weren't, I don't know we'll ever see that again. I mean, wow. so, so one of the reasons I really like this question is when I started, I found an old video, an old Safeco training uh, uh, video from 1974. And in there, the speaker talked about how there was this cycle. And every five years, rates would go up, rate would go down. Five years again, rates are up. Five years again, rates are down. And it was a consistent cycle for, all. Uh, I think he said, almost three decades. And today... Uh, we call this a hard market only because personal lines rates are going up a little bit, commercial lines rates are going up, but even less, and we've just come out of one of the longest stretches ever of a soft market. Yeah. And what, um, when it, I, I think it comes from, uh, the question comes from an agent's desire to see uh, rates stay flat so that it's easy to sell a renewal. Well, in a perfect world, that would mean nothing would – the only way to achieve that is where nothing changes. And if things are going to change, for instance, a Phoenix builder builds a 55-plus retirement center uh, housing development up in the northwest, and he puts the heating system, like he did in Phoenix, up in the attic. But up here, it got cold, and so a whole bunch of pipes froze. Well, they did it because they thought they had a better model – and now they're going to improve that model. Everything's going to keep improving. Ford F-150 just came out. It's all made of aluminum, right? Costs 800 more to build, but fuel yeah. efficiency goes from 16 to 30 miles per gallon. Every industry is trying to get better, and so costs are always going to keep rising because we're all trying to sell the best product and be able to sell more. Well, just the inflation costs alone, um, it, it, hopefully you would see personal lines rates 
keep up with inflation because if they stay flat, then that's when you get the big load of a, of a huge rate increase because the company hasn't done well staying on top of their rates. That it doesn't sense. do anyone any good when companies write business at a loss. Oh, because absolutely. eventually they've got to make it back. And you know what's the funny thing about this, Chuck, and I know you listeners out there can agree, it's funny how, I mean, a client doesn't have a claim, they don't have any wrecks or accidents, no matter it's commercial or personal, and the rate will go up 1%, 2%, something, half a percent, mm-hmm. and they'll call and say, I can't believe this. I mean, even our best clients do it. I right. mean, they, they, they just do. And, and it's funny because... You get tired of saying it back to them, but I mean, because you, you have to do yeah. it very eloquently. But I mean, when is the last time the price of milk stayed the same after a year? Right. When is the last yep. time gas stayed the same? Now, people will say, some of the older agents, excuse me, the more veteran agents will say to me, yeah, but Jason, you're comparing it to a commodity. Okay, well, I don't really care what it is. It, 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 but it, it is a commodity, Jason. It is a commodity because everything it, that I buy to fix your car cost me more today than it did last year mm-hmm. when you were still a driver that didn't have any losses or claims. And it cost me more to build a house than it did a year ago. So it, so it is a commodity. Wow. Interesting. It, it, uh, interesting. That's an, so you're not saying, so you're saying insurance is a commodity because when it actually fulfills its promise, it's actually replacing a lot of commodities that keep increasing in cost. Am I right about I that? I guess you can phrase it that way. I, I, I didn't, I, no, I, I heard it, it come out of my mouth that way, but it, I, I see it's that thought process. But if I'm if I'm going to pay for a home or auto, let's if I keep it in that realm, okay. or, or even you know, when you get to commercial, it's not just the business and the business autos; it's the litigation, and the cost of the litigation is more. And so, gotcha. you know, there's it's just that's how the world works. It's Costs keep going up. That, that makes sense. Wow, that's interesting. I I want to I want to get a lot of feedback from the listeners as when you just came right out and said that insurance is a commodity because in the insurance world we like to bicker back and forth and whether one's right or one's wrong that's not the question. It's I'm interested to see the responses I'll get from that and I'll be sure to pass them along to you, Chuck. Um, well, I've heard that it's an intangible thing, mm-hmm. but it's very tangible to those who have a claim. That's good. That's good. That's. I'm actually I'm taking a little note here because that needs to go on to my Facebook page as to something to write about. Okay. All right. So that the the let's go to the next question. And right. and I think and, and 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 once again, if you're a listener out there, you've heard me ask this question. Um but it, this and you've heard me say this, I should say that this is the number one most submitted question that I got from the listeners. Agents, particularly new agents and those moving from the captive field, are having a hard time getting contract with companies. Any ideas on how to fix this? Go ahead, Chuck. Tell us what you think there, because everybody wants to hear it. Yeah, I uh, I struggle with this one a little, Jason, because uh, I think every company is different. Uh, I think, though, that for companies to survive, they need to have a certain number of new appointments. And But... Um, you know, <laughs> Safeco in, in in long years past has have had moments where we were trying to to appoint anyone who could fog a mirror, <laughs> and what you get is um, a lot of good agents and some that really just wanted the appointment and they're really not interested in writing a lot of business, and so we have some set standards that we go by now and. The standards are some levels of production that we like to see, but more than anything, 
um, if if an agent wants an appointment, they should be um, uh, you know Safeco is looking for uh, agents. Now in the Northwest region, I'm probably uh, I probably have too many today. I'll, we'll have a small net, but it's going to be in dozens as opposed to hundreds. Gotcha. Uh, it, it, like a couple of dozen and, and for an entire region of five states. And um, uh, but but across the country, we're still looking for agents, but we would like someone that has a plan. If you just tell me that I know a lot of people, it doesn't work as well as if you have a marketing plan that you've given some thought to, you, you understand what needs to be done. And um, Jason, I, I, uh, I, I think the, simp- the simple answer is companies are looking for good agents that want to grow. They need to grow. And, and and I think that all agents feel though, Chuck, is that they that they want to grow, obviously, because they have to pay their bills. Um, I think the question that the companies ha- or that the agents have though is that I'm new or I'm starting off or you know I just moved from an agency. I'm starting my own agency, and um and, and you have a huge volume commitment. Or to, to to let you answer, the other thing I hear the most is is that and just not from Safeco. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about from any carrier out there. Um, mm-hmm. is the other thing is is you we they say well we already have enough contracts in that area which is totally legitimate but at the same time you're mm-hmm. trying to grow and you've got two other agents there who are growing like two percent a year as opposed to I'm new yeah. and I'm going to grow quickly you know that that's yeah. the two things we hear out there well it, okay look I have a hard time with the percentages if I have a a large agency that may be only growing two percent per year but it's counting up into the hundreds per year to make up the two percent. Of new policies, um, that, makes that, sense. That, that's that, that makes sense. you know it, that's just another concern. So I don't I don't get so excited about the percentages as I do someone with some experience. And we have lots of folks that have been coming over for, uh, from the captives. We have a lot of people joining agencies that have come from captives and then choose to go out and start their own agency after that. And okay. um, we're not afraid of of new folks that have experience. Um, I don't want to speak for uh, the others. Uh, you know, Safeco's broken into eight regions. I'm a marketing director for one. And um, in in our region, we won't appoint as many as the rest of the regions will because they're a little more aggressive on trying to find some folks. Um, uh, but, you know, if, if you can meet 10 a month and you're interested in working with a carrier that wants to help you grow, I, I mean, as we talk about the pro-social marketing and <laughs> digital um, can I lead into that? Please do. Yeah, right no, 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 that's the next question. Please do. And and this is oh, actually perfect. a strength because, of Safeco. Yeah, oh gosh, yes. I'm so proud of our company. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 it it's it, it's hard not to be um, uh, kind of biased when when our company has an entire department called Bricks and Clicks that wants to work with agents. Providing two-day seminars on a day on social media, another day on how to increase your search and your website's uh, uh, viability, or to provide webinars and video training, or to give out um, a social share score, a search, a social media score, a search score, and grade your agency by simply typing in your website on how what happens when you get pulled up. Uh, do you do you score in the top three? Are you on page two? Well, here are some reasons why your score is lower, and uh, and, and meaning here are some things you can do to improve. 
So uh, you guys give those project. you guys give those services, or you guys point agents to those services. I have those are on my website. The, oh. That's my department. Okay. That, that helps agents grow. Okay. Uh, we we work in tandem with Project Cap. Uh, um, in, it, we're one of the original sponsors and trying to get that. Uh, group up and rolling, and, and that's going to be a work in process for a few years. But my goodness, as it gets up and rolling, it's a, it's a great thing. So so I look at it and say, what what am I going to offer as a carrier that's different if you have two other preferred carriers in your shop? And I think I've got to get better at helping you find new ways to organically grow. And um, so we're trying to meet that need. Live social, something that Safeco does. Um, is, you, is that your department? Do you have some experience in knowing what Live Social is on, on to get talking about it a little, Chuck? Um, um, only in that um, it's, an, it's another, it's not my department, it's another group within our customer experience and bricks and clicks that... Um, I want you to know life, something. I want you to, local. Go ahead. I want you to know, Chuck, this is... This is something that I think that you guys are on something that other I insurance companies are not. And I don't know if this is your guys' plan or not, but I think you don't, maybe you do, maybe you don't realize how great this is. I, I, I read about this Live Social, and so I was like, okay, you know, let me check this out. Uh, for, for all the listeners to know, I'm not biased in no means, but Safeco is, an agent, is a company in my agency, one of my top uh, per personal lines clients, or, or um, uh, companies. And I was reading this thing that came through about Live Social, so I thought I'd check it out. And what it seems to me is it's like a bunch of, um, it seems like Safeco has collected a bunch of, I don't want to say, I mean, this is just my impression, a bunch of bloggers out there who can write blogs mm -hmm. to help agents with their blogging, but it's just not some blogger that's sitting in Seattle, Washington. Maybe mm -hmm. it is, maybe it isn't, I don't know. But here's what blew me away, Chuck, and for listeners, this is what happened. <laughs> I have a lake that's about 7 to 10 miles from me. It's called Carlisle Lake. It's the second largest man-made lake in, I don't know, Illinois or the Midwest or something. And when I went on there to live social, you, I put in my state, and I think I put in my town or my zip code or something, yes. and it brought, yes. up, it brought up all these blogs that someone had written <laughs> that's right. that had to do with like the Carlisle Lake and the stuff that was around me. And I was like, yes. oh, wow. You know, so I immediately took that blog, copied it, pasted it into my blog platform, updated it to put in <laughs> JDC Insurance Group, did all the links, and then submitted it out. And I actually had people who were like, wow, that was a good article that you wrote. And not only did it write about Carlisle Lake, but it wrote about Coles Creek, which if you live around here, you know that Coles Creek <laughs> is, a, is a very well-known um, and utilized campground. And how forward-thinking and, and just, just uh, what a great thought to say, you know what, let's just not write about blogs. Let's go get personal in the agent's yeah. community. I mean, hello. I mean, that seems like okay. just such a simple thing, and it was great. Yeah, so here, here's the, the actual website is lit for folks that are listening, livelifelocal.com. Livelifelocal, live life that's what it local. is. Livelifelocal.com. And so people can go in there and post something about their local area. Now, isn't it interesting how much you connected with the things near you? I mean, there's a reason we all live where we live. We love living where we live because of things like that. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, for me, it's going to the Seattle Center under the Space Needle and going down to the fountain and watching kids try and touch the giant fountain down there without getting wet. <laughs> it's just, it, it's, it, it's, a, it's a game you watch and play with your own kids, and uh, it, it's just one of my favorite places. But we all have places that are like that near where we live, and that's mm-hmm. why I live life local. It, it, it's early on, it, 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 but it's a great thought process of... of having a lot of content in there uh, where we encourage people to post what their favorite things are about where they live. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, there's so many bloggers and so many, um, you know, different avenues and online places that you can find bloggers who can write content. I mean, for an insurance company to to exercise their muscle and their financial muscle and say, hey, let's find bloggers around the area of where our agents live and have them write, that makes it so much more than just talking about safety at the lake. Now it's safety yes. at Carlisle Lake's <laughs> Coles Creek Campground, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. duh, that seems so simple, but no one else is doing it that I know of. I mean, I'm just telling you. Yeah. I think anybody there was an it. agent who wrote a story about water safety, but it was at uh, Lake Coeur d'Alene in Idaho. And uh, a little-known fact there is that they tested submarines there. And so she's got a photo about that, and it makes the entire article so much more readable and engaging just because of that connection. Uh-huh. And so, so two other quick things. The Bricks and Clicks team also has a LinkedIn group. If you just type in Safego Bricks and Clicks, you'll find that there. That uh, And then I have one called the Safego Northwest, and that's uh, letters NW, Safego NW Region Marketing Blog. Now, that one's a private group uh, on LinkedIn where we share ideas with Safego agents. Any Safego agent or Safego employee can be on there. But about what other agents are doing to grow organically, share some inspiration, share some ideas. And um, uh, really, I think there's... Uh, we're getting close to 700 members on that site, but it's really been fun over the last three years. We we also put to to, in, to get information and put it out there as another way to share some details for folks. We also do a, a marketing workshops where we talk about marketing tools and how to make those tools work because it's not about the tools; it's about how agents communicate. And uh, uh, we've right had so that. much fun with those things and ways to help agents grow. Hey, this is Jason Cass once again. I hope you enjoyed that first part of the podcast. And uh, we're going to be releasing the second part uh, through an email, probably similar to how you received this one. Um, and it will be coming out roughly in a couple days. Now, if you do want to get a jump start, the uh, second half has already been uploaded to iTunes. Um, and you can also check out Stitcher at uh, for the Agents Influence podcast. And once you do, the second part is already there. If not, you'll be receiving an email um, in the next couple days notifying you of the second half. So I do appreciate you looking at, listening to this, and I hope you enjoy it. The second half is unbelievably awesome. Thanks.